And so what we try and do is go, well, actually, we we talk about informing, inspiring and incentivizing employees along that sustainability journey. Green Hero. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Green Hero podcast. This is Ricard, founder of Green Hero, your go-to source for making plant-based eating easy and enjoyable. Each week, we'll be digging into the inspiring journeys of people who live a plant-based lifestyle to tease out the most effective and fun ways to add more plants to your life. Green Hero. Green Hero. Green Hero. Today's guest is Chloe Sweden founder and CEO of Plants and Perks, the world's first benefit apps that empowers employees to live healthier and more sustainable lives. What that means is that Chloe and her team are taking plant-based eating to the workplace to inform, incentivize, and inspire people to be part of the green revolution, and at the same time making companies more sustainable. Plants and Perks are crushing it at the moment and just launched a partnership with fashion brand Stella McCartney. Chloe, welcome and thank you for joining us on our podcast. How are things going over in London today? Hi, and thank you. Yes, London is hot and sweltering in the sun, but no, things are going good actually, really, really good. All right. So I learned about Plants and Perks a few months ago, and I think what you guys are doing is super interesting, and I'm finally so happy we get a chance to speak and share your journey with our community. Plant-based eating is all over the news right now, but it's mostly through products and groceries stores, influencers, organization. So what was it that made you think that plant-based eating could also be a work benefit, just like paid vacation? Yeah, no, it's a really, really good question. Thank you. And yeah, we met at the Reducitarian Summit in San Francisco, where it was actually really, really good to be able to hear lots of people talking about plant-based, but from a completely different angle. And I did feel like I was the lone voice talking about it from a business perspective, talking about it as a company benefit. And it was so lovely to be able to come and sort of, you know, I guess, see it in a different light and hear different people talking about different things. And I guess the company angle for us is very much about how can we help support employees to reduce their meat and dairy consumption for personal and planetary health. And exactly as you said, there are lots of people doing things within the food space and agritech. No one's really looking at sort of average employees as sort of consumers that could be influenced in a different way. So thinking about accessing them as a company benefit. I started mm. off, obviously, my background is I met, I was a head of talent and culture. So definitely know a lot about kind of how to motivate and encourage staff and all the issues that companies have. And sustainability is a number one kind of factor that a lot of companies are tackling at the moment really, really important. But also looking at the cost of living crisis, looking at health and well-being. You know, these are things that benefits teams, HR teams, reward teams, they're all struggling with at the moment. How do we engage our employees? How do we keep them healthier? And how do we address sustainability goals? And so it became very, very clear to me quite early on that actually helping those employees to live more sustainable, live healthier lives was kind of what I needed to focus on and how I could really help people. Yeah, that I, I think it's super interesting. And and maybe dig a little bit more into as well, but with your background as well, like 
understanding a little bit more about these benefits programs and how it works. Like, what is it that really drives a company to say, like, we we want to create more benefits for our employees? And like, how is the focus? Because I understand with sustainability is such a huge thing for companies right now. Yeah. And can they really see that if they can get employees to kind of change into a plant-based diet, would that be, make a big impact for the company as well? Yeah, it's a really, really good question. And look, every company is different. Some just want to tick a green box, right? And they go, yeah, we're doing, you know, we're offering something that's green. Some have real talent attraction issues. And so thinking about how you have your employer value proposition, so your EVP, and how it surrounds, you know, we are a sustainable and ethical and supportive work environment. That's something that a lot of companies are looking for as well to be able to attract Gen Z and millennial talent. So some are really looking for it from that perspective. Some companies are going, we just can't increase wages at the moment. So actually what we can do is wrap around sort of like, you know, other benefits that will make people feel better about working here and might cut the cost of living for them. And so that's something that they're looking for. And some genuinely want to help their employees to live healthier, more sustainable lives. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what percentage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the latter versus the former. But for sure, you know, I think, you know, I don't envy the task of the HR teams at the moment trying to keep people happy because it is a sort of, it is a buyer's market out there at the moment, as we know, for, for employees. Mm. people are having a heyday and from a benefits perspective you know people are looking to move to a culture that they really buy into and building those cultural programs is hard so yeah so that's that's bad, but you know based on what i used to do and certainly a lot of the conversations that i'm having with clients yeah, yeah yeah i understand and and how is it for because i understand to be competitive in the market as well like maybe for a, a smaller companies or startups they kind of want to have like some cool benefits that people can connect with but how is the transition for like a huge corporation to yeah. do something like that? Because I know they have so many benefits that sometimes like employees, like I have no idea what benefits we have. It's what, honestly, when I talk to the big clients, it's the number one thing. They're like, we, you know, one of the biggest things we have is engagement. One of the biggest things we have is, you know, how do we even tell people about the, the new kind of benefits that we're, we're offering? So for sure, that's like one of the big things that everybody is, is looking at. But what we talk about is that health and well-being and sustainability are the number one things that everybody is grappling with at the moment. And we've really doubled down recently, I think even since we met, on the perks side of our platform. So very much about mm -hmm. giving discounts off-planet friendly, sustainable products and services. And so what we say is, well, actually, people are looking for cheaper products. They're also looking for new ways to be healthier and more sustainable. So it's something that actually versus your pension scheme or versus, you know, kind of like a different bit of your eye care voucher, for example, it might be something that you haven't got huge amounts of engagement on those things, but absolutely you will be having engagement on on what we provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how is it like thinking wise for employees and employers? Because I know like for, for big companies or for companies there, like sustainability is super important, but maybe as like a private person, I'm not so much of just like sustainability is really number one on my in my life right now, but maybe health is. So I'm wondering how these kind of different parallels connect with like the company and the actual person as well. Yeah, I'm loving your question. So yeah, 100%. I think what we've identified is actually that companies do a really bad job of bringing employees along the sustainability journey. So it's kind of like we've got these lofty sustainable goals. And then sort of the average employee who's stacking shelves at night in a warehouse is going, I don't really care. You've just made my life more difficult by not allowing me to use that single use plastic or not allowing me to, to operate, you know, my petrol machine or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So actually, you know, no thanks, but you can stick your sustainability 
accountability goals are, you know, you've made my life more difficult. And so what we try and do is go, well, actually, we we talk about informing, inspiring and incentivizing employees along that sustainability journey. So it's not mm. just beating someone over the head and saying, you've got to do what we do because we're all, we've got these these goals that we've set on high and we've told our shareholders we're going to hit them. It's much mm. more about, okay, well, actually, how can we just tell you about how it is to live more sustainable, more sustainable life and a healthier life? We can incentivize you with great discounts of products and services, and we can inspire you with great speakers, great talks, great information, new ideas, new concepts that maybe might shake you out of where you might have said before, this isn't for me. Maybe we can inspire you to think differently. Mm. And I think people are doing maybe the inform piece without the inspire and incentivize piece. And we think that that falls short. Yeah. I'm curious about the inform part as well, because, you know, I'm here in the US, you're in the UK, and you guys are so like planned forward already. Like the UK launched a new food strategy last year of just like, we need to reduce like 30% of our meat consumption to meet our sustainability goals. We don't really have that. We don't have the media that is constantly talking. And I see this in Sweden, right? That people are actually just putting together climate change and plant-based eating. And I wonder if that's the same in the UK where people are kind of informed or do you still feel that there needs to be more information for people to kind of feel that they want to take action? Yeah, look, the informed part is the stick part, right? Which is like, you have to reduce your meat and dairy consumption in order to save the planet and also to be, you know, the number one thing that you can do for your personal health. That's not working. <laughs> so I think that the, the products are available and they're definitely there. But I think what we're seeing is a softening of the market in the UK anyway, which was obviously quite um, advanced on the plant-based space. And actually, whilst people have tried products, actually, when the cost of living crisis has happened, the cheaper meats sales are going through the roof again. So mm. that informed piece has happened. People know in the back of their mind, the latent's kind of like, yeah, we probably should do that for personal planetary health. But I'm not sure it's necessarily ingrained into culture yet. And certainly not for, you know, older male blue collar workers you know, who are working night shifts, you know, not for, you know, it might be for potentially people working in tech startups in Silicon um, Roundabout in London, but mm. not necessarily for the majority of the population. And I think that's where we come in from a B2B perspective. You know, we're very much talking to the lagged masses rather than the early adopters. And so from that informed perspective, there is a kind of trickle. Yeah, we kind of, we've heard about this thing. We kind of get you, but actually not so much, thanks. Mm -hmm. So is it then that the inspire piece becomes more important because people can come in with like different amount of information, but it's really about how can we make this desirable to people, right? To want to take like the first step. Absolutely. And look, what we've said all the time is everyone's going to come at this from a different angle. Someone's going to come at it because they want 25% of chocolate. And it's like, great, we'll give you dairy-free, you know, plant-based, planet-friendly, much more sustainable chocolate that doesn't have any plastic wrapping on it. You know, so if that's the way you want to come in, that's great. Someone might come into it because they're their father has just um, developed Alzheimer's and they're looking at how they might be able to prevent Alzheimer's in themselves. So absolutely, mm. they can look at that. They might look at the fact that they recycle every day, but the, you know, the fact that actually they feel like they're not doing enough. What else could they do? 
Um, everyone's going to come at it from a different angle. And so that's the beauty of having the inspire and incentivize piece of our of our proposition, which is very mm. much about kind of, okay, well, actually, what is the thing that's going to inspire you? What is the thing that's going to incentivize you as an individual? And everyone is going to feel differently on that journey. It might be that somebody goes, you know what, what's manageable for me is to stop using my car as much because actually petrol prices are so high anyway, that's tipped me over the edge. And actually, I'm, you know, I'm really thinking about cycling more, walking more. For somebody else who might have six children and who needs to do three school drop-offs in the morning, it's impossible. You can't you can't ask them to do make those kind of changes. But maybe you can ask them to swap their meat lasagna mm-hmm. to a lentil lasagna. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. what, what are the kind of swaps that people can make? What are the what are the, those steps that, that we're asking of people? Yeah. And what's, what's most realistic? them in, the, in their lives yeah yeah yeah. i i think that's great I, th- I think also like it's a more personalized how can we personalize a path for people forward right that it, it's not just like a cookie cutter like everybody have to do the same thing but if we can do these different things we together we can kind of make an an impact and what do you see is like the thing that activates people well you are inspiring them but then activating them is that with the kind of the perks that you give them yeah. is that really what makes people to take action yeah look again for everybody it's different the perks and freebies is, is definitely a way in which we've seen that we can get engagement and we start to have a conversation you know it's like give someone a free coffee and have a chat to them about something you know, it's that kind of mentality it's you're already getting them you're already warming them up to have the conversation so mm-hmm. you know and and when we do free sampling and stuff like that when you when somebody tries something they never thought they would try before you've already then got them over a, an ideological hurdle where they're like oh okay so this is this hasn't got meat in it okay i never thought i would ever eat something like that what else could i do <laughs> you know it's amazing i've done this massive thing that i never thought i would do before and i think <laughs> those of us who are sitting within plant-based or sitting within sustainability, I feel like sometimes we talk within a vacuum or we feel a bit detached from sort of, you know, someone who just wants to make very, very small changes that feel huge to them. Like, I think it's really easy for us to say, well, taking a bite of a plant-based burger isn't difficult, but actually for some people it really is. And so that incentivized piece is really important. Like, let me make it, let me reduce all the barriers for you to do this action And then Mm -hmm. how do you feel about it? Then even if you don't do anything for another six months, but then you remembered that. And then when you went to a barbecue and someone said, sorry, we've run out of meat burgers. Are you happy to have a vegan one? And you say, Mm -hmm. yes, that's another step forward. (laughs) You know, so it really is kind of like slowly, slowly catchy monkey. And I think, you know, a lot of people within the sustainability space, I think they have very, very big ambitions, but don't necessarily always pull them down to, to, to what that means individually to people who are cash strapped, time poor, other priorities, just trying to keep their head above water, mm. you know, and that's really where we kind of focus our efforts through employers who will kind of be able to sort of support those employees who are in those mind states to be able to act, think, and behave differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super, super interesting. And and how is it, because, I mean, if we compare to recycling, for example, it's something that started to be very much ingrained in us, like we have to recycle our paper, for example. 
But as individuals, we don't think so much about the impact that that does. We're just like, we have these bins and we put the stuff in and then we kind of forget about it. How are these things for when you talk about sustainability at a, as a, at a company? Do they need to measure much more the impact of the kind of the, the benefits that they're providing as well to see that they're kind of tracking toward a goal? Yeah, so we've actually recently launched a free version of our platform that enables employees just to get access to start their journey. So on that module, um, there's there's no tracking per se, but we do kind of do sort of like check-ins to see kind of how people are feeling about whether they're doing more actions based on the, the inform, the incentivize and the inspire piece. But absolutely, there are there are ways in which we can track what people are eating and then report back. And I think what's interesting is that companies are saying to us, we don't need to drill down into that data yet, but it's coming, but we will need to. So for now, it's really important they're just doing something. But mm-hmm. then absolutely, as for, for us as a business and the needs of our clients is that there needs to be more reporting in that space, mm. which is for sure coming. Like that's the next thing that we're going to be launching. And But for companies, what's really important is that actually just to say that they are supporting their employees on that journey is something that they're really keen to say. Yeah. Okay. And how are how are companies feeling about this? The companies that you're working with, are they excited about this product? Do they feel that they're making a change for their employees? And kind of what are the employees yeah. telling their employers? Yeah, actually, it's a really good question. So we just launched a Stella McCartney last week. What day is it today? Yeah, last week we launched a Stella McCartney, which is great. And I think what they feel is just the ability to be able to support their employees on that sustainability, health and well-being journey. There just aren't many products able to be able to do that. There's cycle to work schemes. I don't know if you have those in, in the States at all, the sort of like subsidized bicycle scheme, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stella McCartney in particular don't allow you to expense meat and dairy as part of your working day. But there's nothing else that kind of plugs that gap that gives that kind of, you know, constant kind of reminders, constant support, access to new products and services to allow people to live more healthy and more sustainable lives. So I think from their perspective, they're really liking the fact that they feel that they're supporting their employees across the board. User feedback has been brilliant, which is amazing. But everyone loves something different with the platform, which is really hard when you're an entrepreneur trying to like <laughs> focus on the features and products that yeah. people love. You're like, great, I'll do more of that. Oh, wait, someone told me they like that bit more. So, so like some people are loving the recipes. Some people are loving kind of like the tips and tricks. Some people are loving the cook-alongs that we do or the webinars or the freebies and the perks. So kind of like we're just kind of gathering all that data at the moment and doubling down on the things that trying to double down on the things that people obviously love the most. Hmm, I hear you. I hear you. And for any companies that's listening to this right now, like how can they get in touch with you? Um, are you here in the US? Is it just in the UK? We have launched in the US actually. So Europe's a little patchy. We are in Europe as well, and we are across a few different other regions. So yeah, so UK and US at the moment. So and we've got the free version, which is launching in September, which is kind of as I said, it's it's completely free to companies. It's completely free to employees. We've reduced the barriers completely for anybody wanting to help their employees to live healthier, more sustainable lives. Um, plants and perks is the website so www.plantsandperks.com and yeah they can reach out that way sign up to the waiting list to start getting employees on that journey but yeah it's it's an exciting time oh that sounds so good it's it's so interesting to hear about what you guys are doing and do you feel that there's anybody else in the space or in the plant-based space in general that's doing something really exciting right now? I mean, look, there are loads of products which I absolutely love. So one of our partners is Planted. So they come from Switzerland. They're over in the UK. I love what they're doing. I think their um, pea protein is super clean. It's four ingredients, 
they're doing some amazing products there and they've just got listing in Planet Organic and I think they're going to be huge. I love Lavi. I think what Lavi are doing in for bacon and for fats is incredible because suddenly I feel like bacon is such a gateway. <laughs> like if you can nail the product, then it just changes everything. Like in the first time I tried that at, at Plant Based World Expo, I lived, my mind was completely blown. I was like, this is going to change everything for so many people. Like, you know, it's forgetting the fact that it's plant-based, just, you know, it's healthier. It's got less saturated fat. The taste is incredible. So, you know, I think they're doing some brilliant things as well. I love Omni and everything that Omni do. So, yeah, so I think there are some people that are really nailing it. I also think there are some businesses that really aren't nailing it. And I think over the next six months to a year with the economic climate as it is, they will not make it. And Mm. I feel quite sad about that because I want to give a leg up to as many businesses as possible. But yeah, I think for those that the cream rises to the top, and I think, you know, there are some people that are really, really, have really focused on flavor and clean ingredients. And those people are going to do really well. Oh, okay. That's super cool. And just one more thing. If anybody who is employed hears this, can they also get in touch with you guys? And kind of how do they push this into their company and kind of inform their company like, hey, we could do something really cool just starting to eat a bit more plant-based? Absolutely. So there is a nominate function on the website. So you can nominate your company. But yes, absolutely. Like if you are employed in a company of any size, as we said, it's a no barrier because it's completely free to you, to your employer. So basically, they should just get in touch, nominate their HR representative, benefits representative, reward, well-being, sustainability person, whoever it might be, just plantsandperks.com. And yeah, and they can start to have a conversation with us. It's been the, the response has been incredible since we launched the free version. And yeah, we're just we're just, you know, our mission is to empower a million employees to live healthier, more sustainable lives. And the more people we get on board that journey, the closer we get to our mission. All right. That sounds super awesome. Well, Chloe, thank you so much. And it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. That was our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. The Green Hero Podcast was produced by Amber Rojek and I'm your host, Ricard Bjergdahl. I'll see you next week for another conversation from our colorful plant-based world. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with a friend. If you haven't already, you can also find Green Hero in the App Store. Download our app and start enjoying a plant-based lifestyle today. You can also find us on the web at the URL greenhero.life and on Twitter and Instagram where we operate under the handle Green Hero Life. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.